Welcome to Bangalore Revival Center where we dream revival with God and serve people in love. It's a church devoted to celebrate God, pursue God, present God, imitate God and to host God. Now, here's a sermon from this weekend at church. So this morning just a quick reminder. I want us to read from the book of Matthew 16 verse 18. The Bible said, read along with me. Now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock. Upon this rock I will build my church and all the power of hell all put together cannot conquer it. Amen. All the power of hell cannot conquer it. Amen. So, I would want you to respond to me. We are, this is, see me as a teacher in the classroom. Okay. I'm not a, I don't see myself as a preacher right now. So, we are going to learn from each other. So, I need a response from you. Amen. 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 Are we tired this morning? Because I'm really for we to do exercise. We can all stand up and study today. I'm joking. <laughs> Amen. So this morning, the word of God said from the book of Matthew, which is the real key of this story of the church culture series, he said, you are Peter upon you that I will build my church. He said, you are rock upon you that I will build my church. That all the power of hell cannot do what? Cannot conquer it. So, we are not just talking about the power of hell conquering this church. Okay. You are the church. You are carrying the church wherever you go. The church in the city. The church in all over the nation. There is no amount of power of darkness that can conquer this church because they are built under who truck? The rock of God, because Jesus is the rock. We are built on the foundation of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So this morning, we'll, we, we'll be starting from the, the scripture that said, the church generosity. Amen. The church of generosity. Can, can someone repeat that with me? The church of generosity. So, I will quickly take you to the book of Second Corinthians 8 verse 9. 2 Corinthians 8 verse 9, the Bible said, You know the generous grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that by his poverty you could be what? Rich. You could be what? Rich. So, when we talk about generosity, I don't know what you understand about generosity. Now, the generosity I understand is the best, the best example I could give to you from the scripture. The generosity of who? Our Lord Jesus Christ. How much he lavished his what? His, his personality. His everything he got. The, the authorities. He, he left everything he has. He came down. I just want to show you a picture. Just put the picture there. So look at this picture. This is when I, when I was studying this place. This is what I imagine. Look at just imagine where you were, a prodigal son. We were all lost. We were all completely lost. What happened? He was eager, waiting for us. He said, "Oh, okay, I have to go for them." He went on the cross, and he died. To lavish this great love of generosity for you and I. Is there any other generosity that you could see that, you, that could compare with this? No. Why? Because he loves us. So when we talk about being generous in the church, you have to think of how much Jesus gave. How did he give? What heart did he give? Was he by force to give? No. He came willingly. No one by forcing, no one persuade him. So when you want to be generous, no one has to persuade you. He has to come from the heart. He has to do with what? Love. You know, I just want you to look at one thing here. He said, the generous grace, the generous grace. Have you thought of the, the, the lost prayer, the end of the lost prayer you pray? 
You know, this particular our lost prayer triggered my heart. Let your will be done. I receive in heaven. Give us these days our daily bread. Let your will be done. What is the will? The heart of God. His will to be done in our life. And he said the other one, he said, he talks about the love. He talks about the love. So if you want to give, there has to be what? There has to be grace. You have to understand that God, grace has to be found in you. Secondly, the love has to be found in you. And you have to feel with what? There has to be compassion in your heart before you could carry this great life of generosity in the church. Amen. Amen. So, let's read from the book of Philemon, Philemon 6 verse 1. The Bible said, I am praying that you will put into action the generosity that comes from your faith as you understand and experience all the good things we have in Christ. I prayed. This one, one place that, that, that hold me, caught my attention, action, action. We all come to church. We experience, we, we've been taught the generosity of Christ. How we love, how we cherish it. But we don't put it into action. We receive, we go back home. We just relax. No. Okay. Um, it's not compulsory. I have to put it into action. He has been given to me. I can just, you know, take it slow. But he said, he prayed that you put it into action. Because why? You understand it and you experience it. Not just that you have it. You experience it. You receive it. He was, it was part of you. You carry it. As soon as you say, Lord, I surrender to you. What happened? You receive the grace. You receive the unmerited favor. The love of God. And the same way. Christ is expecting you to display the same generosity with the same heart. Amen. Amen. Put it uh, this slide. So, what do you see on the screen? This is the heart, right? The background is pure white. Why is it white? What, what does this signify to you? cleanness okay any other definition pure awesome you got it all right so this is the heart you need to carry when we talk about the generosity in the church in the house of god when you want when you really want to portray portray this generosity it, your heart has to be pure there don't have to be any stain, kind of, oh, should I give? No, this guy wronged me last week. Why should I give to him? How will I be a part of his help? This guy is so pompous, he's so arrogant. You have to have the same compassion heart. A pure heart like the heart of Christ. So that takes us to the book of 2 Corinthians 8.8. He -8. said, I am not commanding you. To do this, but I am testing your genuine, how your genuine love is by comparing it with the eagerness of the other churches. You see the word there, your genuine love, genuine love. You are not being pushed, you are not being forced to give. Jesus was not pushed, he was not, no one begged him to come. He came willingly. Why? Because he loves you. Because he loves me also. He don't want to, you know, continue wasting. He came that he might begot us again. That we might be called one with Christ. Your genuine love. How do you give? You have to give. You have to, you have to give with a genuine heart. Your generosity has to come in a genuineness. Amen. 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 Not just 
do you give with a genuine love there's something here i want you to pick pick the eagerness also always be eager to be generous to people be generous be eager to sow in the family of god in the house of faith larry you know push you you know when you were filled with the holy spirit what happened you begin to speak in tongue you don't have control of yourself when you have this eagerness that is how you cannot hold yourself when you want to be generous to the church amen but just to show you in the scripture what genuineness looks like let's turn to the bible to the book of luke 19:8. the bible said meanwhile Zacchaeus stood before the lord and said i will give half my wealth to the poor lord and if i have cheated people on their taxes i will give back i'll give them back four times as much did you see anything here last Zacchaeus was a tax collector Zacchaeus was a tax collector but when he encountered the lord he said no that means i've been wrong all this while the the the, the way of my incomes are not right and even if i thought they are right i'm wrong what do i need to do i need to be you know i need to be plain i need to be genuine in my heart by doing what i need to give to the poor not to store all these things within me not to keep it because there is no amount that i will keep that i will feel satisfied you know i i often laugh at these uh, uh, leaders in the world who stole a lot of fun public funds you know they they store the money in the switzerland they buy properties all over the world let me tell you this is my own definition they are not rich they are poor it's only a poor man who is eager to gather everything that is around him a rich man for you to see a rich man you have to see it around the people that sit with him if you want to know someone is rich look at his family his colleagues his friends that is how you can define riches christ was rich because we the richness of Christ shows through us. Amen. So, Zacchaeus knew, if I keep all these things, I'm poor. I have to give it back with a genuine heart. And he did so. Not only did he give to the poor, he said, if I have dictated anyone, I will give back four times as much. This is a pure genuine heart amen yeah. amen yeah. then i want to show you another picture everything i'm doing today is all about picture because i want i want you to get where i'm going i believe you know in displaying picture to show you just a gleam of what i'm talking about what do you see here i need to respond what did you see here someone rendering help right okay so in this place i say I, I i put a word i said be the first to render help or be example be the first example of good deeds so this guy he knew the young man is is weak he can't walk on his own because of the injury he carries on his body you know the church is sometimes like this the body of Christ somehow like this sometime in a in in, in, the, in the journey the church of Christ need fun but you are looking oh how will I be the first to render this help this is how much the church need will I be able to give this if I give it won't I lose my business people around you they also need help but you are looking at someone on your right hand side hey bro you go first yeah some of us are like that 
someone will walk up to you I'm in need the church you see the church announcing we need this in the church this is what we need you poke one side hey brother do you hear what the pastor say you know we need speaker you know you are very rich can you no not can you you should be the first amen so that let's read from the uh, second corinthians 8 verse 10 he said here is my advice it would be good for you to finish what you started year ago last year you were the first who wanted to give last year you were the first who wanted to do what give and you were the first to begin doing it amen amen i want you to put a hand on your chest say to the lord 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 make me to be the first to give to your house lord help me that i must fulfill the will of my life amen we are all called to be generous no one is exception in this house amen he said the scripture said this is my advice for you who is writing paul you know i i love apostle paul so much i every day i pray i say lord please i want to found myself in the place of paul help me to walk like paul this is a man who earns so much but he gave it back to the church he raised so many apostles around him. He was not looking at what he's going to benefit. He was only aiming to give. To fulfill the will of God in his life. And the scripture say here. According, he said, this is my advice for you. It would be good for you to finish what you started. I know most of us we might have, you know made a pledge in our heart before the Lord. No one know. You said, Lord, I'm going to give you this. I'm going to give you that. But in one way or the other, this finance comes in. Oh, this money is too much. You begin to murmur in your heart. You begin to fight yourself. It's better for you to finish what you started because when you finish it, Something better is about to happen. Amen. 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 And I love how we put it to the end. He said, and you were the first to begin it. You were the first to begin doing it. And I pray the Lord will make you the first who will become so generous to the church and to your community, to your state, to the nation where you found yourself in Jesus' name. Amen. The book of Acts 20 verse 35. It said, and I have been a constant example of how you can help those in need by working hard. You should remember the words of our Lord Jesus. It is more blessed to give than to receive. It is more what? Blessed to give than to do what? To receive. And he said, remember. Remember. So when you think of being generous to people, to the church, remember how you, you know, Receive yours from Christ freely. Remember how much he lavished his generous love upon you. While you were still sinner, he loves you. He died for you. Remember how much he paid the price without we giving a dime. Only thing he has set from us is our heart. A heart of what? A heart of generosity. Amen. 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 So I will urge you, it's better for you to give than to receive. Amen. So we have another picture on the screen. What do we see? A seed in a hand, right? What is seed meant for? To sow. 
And when we saw what happened, it germinates. Then harvest come, we reap. Amen. Let's read the book of 2 Corinthians 9 verse 6. It said, remember this, for the Lord who plant, only, remember this, it is a farmer who plant only a few seed will get a small crop, but the one who plant generously will get generous crop. Amen. He said, remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get small what? Crops. But the one who plant generously would get generous crop. So, let me just give a little story in this particular verse. Imagine yourself being a farmer. Okay. You went to your barn. You saw that you have at least, uh, let me use Nyam for an example. You have a, at least 100 tuba of Nyams. Then you look at it because that's what I love so much. Sorry about that. <laughs> so, you kind of, okay, I have. 12 tubas of yams. And the time for you to sow has come. Then you thought of it. Wait, the time of harvest is very long. If I sow much, will I have enough to sustain before I reap? Then you go and sow only three tub tubas of yam. Then you kept how many? Nine for yourself. Then here comes your neighbor in the same community. He has the same twelve. He sowed nine and he kept three for himself. You need to understand this. If you sow three, the time of harvest, you will come to your farm, you will harvest very little. Meanwhile, you have finished the nine you kept. And you begin to grumble. Why is it so little? Why is it so little? Why? It's because you so little. Because you weren't having the faith. Remember, it's the same Lord who provides the, the seed. The same God provides the seed. To sow. He also provided the wheat for food. Amen. So the more you sow, the more you do what? You reap. And I take you to the book of Proverbs 11, 24. The scripture said, give freely and become more wealthy. Be stingy and lose everything. Can you balance these two scripture? You sow little and you were expecting to reap more. And here, you give freely, which means you were not just giving because you feel like giving. You were giving from the heart of God. You were giving. Oh God. I pray the Lord will make you to understand this topic very well. Because when I was preparing this sermon, I said, Lord, I know I love to give, but I've not, I have not reached this place. Help me to push further to reach this place. That you cannot, you know, linger while giving. You don't need to struggle. You don't need to, you know, stagger. We stagger most of the time we want to sow. This is not what God wants. He made it so clear to you. He said, give freely. And you will become more what? Wealthy and become stingy. Then you will lose it all. How many of us is ready to lose it all? Ah, uh -huh, nobody's ready. <laughs> Neither I. I'm not ready to lose it. So it's better that we are generous from the heart of God. Amen. Amen. Then how do we, how do we give? How do we give? I want to show you another picture. How do we give? What do we see?
Everyone is mumbling. Say something, come on. <laughs> okay. You see a little boy who is in need. What is he doing? He was expected. And who is giving? You, me, we are given with what? With love. Not just did we give, but there was a standard of love. There was love in between our giving. The picture really portrays what I want. It shows you the, the hand that is given. While you are giving, no one around you should know. While you are being generous, no one should know within you. You didn't see the person giving. No one seen the person. But the hand is just there. To do what? To reach out this young man that is in need. He gave. Without the left hand knowing, I have given something. Most of us, before we, we, we give to the church, before we, we show our generosity to the church, more than 50 people have had what we're about to do. Oh, brother, I'm going to buy 20 chairs for the church. He will go, don't tell anyone. I'm just telling you, this is what the Lord has put in my heart. I'm going to buy 20 chairs. We do it often. And this is not the heart you should give with. Let's turn our scripture to the second Corinthians 9 verse 7. And the Bible said, you must each decide in your heart how much to give and don't give reluctantly or in a response to pressure. For God loves a person who gives. Who gives cheerfully. You must decide. You must each decide in your heart. Means you don't have to go to anyone to have an agreement. You don't need to take a permission. No one needs to know what you are doing. It all has to be within you and God. Your generosity, God sees it. When you let someone know what you are doing, when you made it publicly, you are receiving from the public. You are not receiving from God. So when you give in secret, see, I love my God. When he wants to talk to you, did God call anyone to speak to you? If God wants to speak to you direct, he, he whisper to your ear. He give you vision. While you are asleep, in deep sleep, he whisper to your ears. If he wants to speak to you in another direction, he will, he will go through his servant and speak to you and say, Son, this daughter, this is what I want you to do. I want you, God wants you, to be like him. He wants you to, you know, to live a lifestyle that he has put in place when he came down to the earth. There is a lifestyle Jesus has displayed. He, you know, it's like just American people saying, the government said that everything the government of America is doing today has been already written down by the forefathers. All they just need to do is to follow. Or just you know refresh it make it more you know more more lively christ have left a, a role more he had left a lifestyle for us it's up to us to follow the same direction or we follow the other side and we all know the result of the other side amen the Bible said in the uh, book of Galatians 6 verse 10, the scripture said, Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. Whenever, therefore, whenever you have the privilege, the opportunity to do what? To do good. We should do it, especially to those in the house of faith. How have you been generous to your beloved brothers in the same house of faith? Do you see them 
falling and give them a helping hand to come up? Do you see them in pain and you went and consoled them? See it as an opportunity. That is where the word eagerness comes from. We need to be eager. We need to rush. You don't need to wait for someone else to do it. You have to display that character. You need to put it into action. If we, if we, if we don't see, I love, you know, what Pastor Jojo taught yesterday. This part of it. When we see struggle, when we see a, a, a challenge, we, we try to, you know, step back. But if you step forward and face the challenge, you will come out victorious. There is something good coming out of it. When you are eager to help, when you see every challenge in someone's life as opportunity to display Christ's generosity in you, there will be what? A reward that will come, from, that will come to you. Amen. 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 First Timothy 6.19 The Bible said, By doing this, they will be storing up their treasure as a good foundation for the future so that they may experience true life. By doing this. What is that they were doing? What are they doing? Seeing every circumstance as an opportunity to express God's generosity through their own life. What do, what do they experience? They will experience true life. And they are storing what? Treasure. As a good foundation. Because see, there is no amount you will give to God that is waste. No amount. Nothing. When you give, you are storing a treasure. A good one. Not just a treasure for yourself. A good one. So when we give, when we're being generous to the church, to the people around us, let's have this in mind. That we are storing up a good treasure for ourselves. Amen. Amen. Then the next picture. What is this? How many of you would want you to give, uh, for me to give you this money? No, seriously, I can give you. If you mean it, I can give you this money. Sure. You can number. I have it. So, I will show you how to receive this money now. Amen. Turn with me to the book of Second uh, Corinthians 9, 8. The Bible said, And God will generously provide all you need. Then, you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with what? With others. This is only way you can earn this money. This lot of money. This only way you can receive. And let me tell you this. I have heard so many prosperous gospel preachers. You know, they preach in this same verse. Second Corinthians from verse 9. They tell you if you give more, God will give you in abundance. But let me tell you my own definition, my own understanding. When I saw the end of the scripture, it said that you will have left over to share with others. When you give, when you're being generous to people, to the church, God will not only give you, he said, he will, be, he will do what? He will generously provide all your needs. He will provide all your needs. Mind you, you will not lack. Everything you need, the necessary needs that, you, that require for you to live, he will provide them all. But there is another thing. Don't put it in mind that when you give, you will have access to store for yourself. No. It's for you to have enough to live with. Now, the leftover, the excess, is for you to share with others. Not for you to keep to yourself. Not for you to buy jet. Or for you to buy, you know, luxury cars. Live a flamboyant life. It's for you to share with others. 
to be generous to others. Amen. Amen. Then let's read from the uh, book of Deuteronomy 15 verse 8. He said, instead, be generous and lend them whatever they need. So if you don't understand the first scripture, I believe this one will be more clear to you. He said, instead, be generous and lend them whatever, whatever. He didn't say some things, few, okay, two or four. No, he said, whatever they need, lend to them. Why? Because you have the excess. The leftover is with you. So it's your duty to be generous with that excess you have with you. Amen. Amen. Are we learning something? Okay. Let's open the Bible to the Second Corinthians 9 9. And before that, let me show you the picture again. What is this? Gift. Sorry. A gift. Do you see the content inside the, the box? No. It's secret, right? So when we give to God, when we give in secret, God give us back in secret. Right? He doesn't tell people, Hey, Nidhi, I'm going to give Pastor Kachi this. Hey, Pastor Jojo, I think this week Pastor Kachi is going to win one business contract. No. What does he do? He gives to what? Back in secret. Then we read from the Second Corinthians 9.9. 9. As the scripture says, they share freely and give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. He said what? They share freely and give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. That means when you keep... Okay, let me give you this illustration. Just imagine that you have 2 kg of atta in your house. Okay. <laughs> Please, sorry. I love food. <laughs> you have two kg of heart in your house. What happened? You're supposed to give to your brothers in the same house. They're in the same roof with you. Not in the same room. But in your own kitchen, you have two kg. But these guys are in the same roof with you. They have nothing to eat. Then you go. If I give him one kg now, I'll be left with one kg. Okay, what do I do? And the other one will come also asking for the same thing. Then you keep it all to yourself. Do you know when you finish the food, you go to the toilet, release them there? Yes, sorry. I, I need to give you this example so that you'll understand what I feel, what I feel, what, what I'm feeling in my heart when it comes about denying yourself to be generous to the people. It's gone. It's gone. No one, you, can, you personally, that finished the whole two kg of the other, you can't even remember it. But when you share the little you have with the people, I tell you, they will always thank God on your behalf. Heaven will not forget your generosity. The scripture said that it will never be what? It will never be forgotten. It will be remembered forever. It can never be forgotten. Amen. The book of Matthew 10, 22 said, And if you give even a cup of cold water to one of the least of my followers, you will surely be rewarded. If you give 
even a cup of water. A cold water. You know, if the scripture have said a water, not a cold, I would have, I would have said, no, there is some little mistake here. But I love how, you know, God never make mistakes. He never make mistakes. He said cold water, something that could quench your thirst. Not for you to give someone a hot water. Some people will give you hot water. <laughs> Seriously. How can I give to this guy? Okay, let me give to him. Take. When you give with anger, when you give by pressure, when you give reluctantly, given the leftover you have, something that worth nothing, in other words, you are giving hot water to the person. You are not giving from your heart. And that person will not be blessed. The church will not receive the blessing. Because it's not from your heart. Amen. 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 And when we give. This cold water. What happened? We receive the reward. And the reward is the packages saw in the first place. It comes in a special package. White, purity, with red, represent love. God will not give you with anger. He will not give you back in anger. He will give you with love. No wonder the scripture said, the gift of the Lord make it rich and added no sorrow. He will give you that you might enjoy it. Amen. Amen. Then we have another picture again. Today is a picture day. Okay. What do we see? A fruit. Ah. You know, I love one fruit there, which is apple. <laughs> I wish I could just take one. Okay. This is a basket of fruit. The basket was so full that, you know, the fruit was pouring out. It's not purposely that the fruit just fall, but because the, the, the content of the fruit is bigger than the size of the basket, that is why it was able to flow out. Amen. And we read from 2 Corinthians 9 verse 10. It said, For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer. And the bread to eat, to eat. In the same way, he provide and increase your resources. And then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. The same who? God. Did what? Provide seed for the farmer. And also the bread to eat. So if we understand that our salaries, what we earn, is not just for we to take care of us. You know, I, I have a one younger brother who loves himself so much. Whatever he do with you is him first. Me, me. You tell him, gee, let's do this. Uh-uh. It's me first. Don't, don't tell me to do this. You do it for me first. There are people like that. When you come to your senses that what these things that I have in my possession is not for myself first. But God has given to me to do what? Also to sow. Because when he provides the seed, he expects two things from you. One, you keep to yourself. The other, you do what? You share to others. And he said that remember, in the same way, he will provide an increase. He will increase your resources and then produce a great harvest. So when we obey the will of God, what happened? He will cause all our resources to do what? To increase. What I see here is an increase in our sources. As soon as we began to follow God's will, as soon as we began to see ourselves 
as the, 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 the body of Christ. To portray the same generosity of Christ. As soon as we do this, what happened? He will make our resources to produce a great harvest. A great generosity that will be found in us. Because when we, when, when, when there's more productivity in us, what happened? We will be able to do what? To give more. Amen. And that takes you to the book of Deuteronomy 8.18. It said, remember, the Lord God, he, will, he, he is the one who gives the power to be successful in order to fulfill the covenant he confirmed to your ancestors with an oath. Remember, are we the sons and the daughter of Father Abraham? Are we? God made a promise to Father Abraham. He made a promise to Jacob, who later become Israel. The covenant they have with them. See, one day I was reading scripture. I couldn't remember this verse very well. I woke up in the morning. I said, Lord, speak to my heart. What do you want me to do for the day? That particular word never escaped my mind. But to remember this, the particular scripture is what I've been searching for. It said, why do you think I bless your forefathers? Because they were given. That is why I bless them. I pause. I said, wow. So, given if I'm generous to people, in other ways, he will enable me to give more. If I hold it back, I will stand the same place. There will not be a move. There will not be resources for people to enjoy. I cannot be, you can't find this, the same generosity in me. He said, remember, it is this is the same God who give the power to be success. The other translation said, is the same God who give power to make wealth. Do you want to make wealth? Do you want to be rich? Do you want to help people? Do you want to be generous? Give. Be generous to the church. Be generous to your brothers. That only way he will enable you you will see the same promise he made to your forefathers coming to pass through you. Amen. Amen. We have, let's see another picture here. What do we see? Worship. What are they worshiping for? Are they just worshiping God for nothing? Something happened and they began to worship God. What I put here Okay, let's go to the script, uh, to the Bibles, Second Corinthians nine eleven. It said, "Yes, you will be enriched in every way, so that you can always be generous. And when we take your gift to those who need them, they will do what? They will do what? So when you become generous to people, what happened? That is expression of thanksgiving." People would take praise and go to the throne of grace and begin to pour it out to the Lord. Saying, Lord, thank you on behalf of that brother. Lord, thank you for passing through him. They would testify the goodness of God. Why? Because you decide to, to be generous. You decide that God will pass through you. Amen. Yeah. The book of Psalm 35, 33, uh, 18 verse 19. It said, but the Lord watches over those who fear him. Those who rely on his unfailing love. Those who do what? Who rely on his unfailing love. He rescued them from death and keeps them alive in times of what? Famine. God will watch over you. As long as you have decided 
to make yourself an instrument of generosity I bet with you the eyes of the Lord is upon you no wonder the scripture said that the Lord said to the Israel I have put a nation that watch over you day and night they will not sleep for your sake the same way the Lord will watch over you nothing will harm you even in the days of lack you will have enough you will have essence installed why because you are willing to sow more into the house into the family of faith into the house of God you see one pastor in a village you look at the pastor and say no no this pastor cannot continue walking with empty foot we have so many pastors in the village who barely have two square meals in a day there are many of them who cannot even afford to pay their children's school fees can you say to yourself Lord make me a vessel make me to be make me to be this generous person that will provide to these people that you may watch over me not even the days of lack that the day of lack that I will not have anything on my table look at what happened to the, to the widow with Elijah the widow have little left with her what did she do she gave it to the prophet and what happened she have enough to sustain her the whole three years of famine in the, in the nation she never lacked people coming borrowing from her the same way when you give generously God will provide enough for you that people will come running to you bro can you lend me this and you will say yes I'm willing have it because why the Lord has blessed you amen, amen. the next picture what do we see joy celebration I wish we can jump like this in this church <laughs> amen 2 Corinthians 9 verse 12 the Bible said so two good things will result from this ministry of giving the deeds of the believers in Jerusalem will be what? will be what? it said and they will do what? joyfully express their thanks to God two things two things two good things let me know you let me not change it he said two good things so if you understand that your being generosity is going to cause someone need to be meant in other words weeping someone away tears wiping their tears away giving that person hope showing him that Christ live that Christ in me is the hope of glory when you're being generous you may see when I know most of the time I go to God I say Lord I need this and I know the kind of expression that comes to my face one day something happened if i tell you how much i run in my house you never believe i ran to the end went into the room to the kitchen i was screaming why because what i was asking for has finally come what is that the day my wife told me that she's pregnant again yeah most of us say ah this let me tell you when you are married and you're expecting something and it's not coming uh, you have a sleepless night. And once this news came, ah, I was so happy. I was so happy. The same way these people express their gratitude to God. Why? Because you decide to be the vessel. You become the vessel of generosity to them. That they have to jump up. Thank God. On your behalf the book of Romans 11 36 said 
for everything comes from him and exists by his power and it's as his it, it, uh, intended is for his glory he said all glory for to him forever what is he saying everything comes from who him who god why he exists all this thing exists for his what for his own glory his intended is for what for the glory to be returned to him so when you have something in your possession it's for you to glorify god it's not for you to show off it's for god's glory it's saying he's the intended for the for his glory the intended is for his own glory so for we to understand that everything we have everything we do let's do it to do what to give god glory amen amen, amen. amen. the next picture what do we see here a bible where a person praying right so we see prayer here but i don't see prayer here you know what i see here obedience i see obedience in this place how do you obey god do we need to read the scripture every day yes and if you do it what what have we done we have obeyed god and when we read the scripture what do we do we put it into action and that takes us to the book of acts 4 35 he said and bring the money to the apostles to give to those in need bring what the money most of us will i know there will not be any joyful face now <laughs> but please be joyful smile i'm not telling you to give to go and sell everything you have and give it to the apostle or to give it to the pastor yes the people of the old they did it they sold their properties if you are willing if god led you not anyone pressurizing not because i said it not because i read the verse go ahead god bless you we will accept it with all our heart because it's for god's glory he said and bring the money to the apostles to give to those in need is it necessary for we to bring our finance into the church yes is needful this is what god told me personally early in the morning by 6 a.m it wasn't a dream it's just like a picture i saw daddy walking up to me saying there are people in need in the church can you be part of those that will help i said please sure put my name i'm ready now what do i understand is not i don't need to wait for the pastor to say please help this person i have to look at that person that is in need i have to take the money and give to my father in the lord saying daddy please i have seen these people can you do this why would do it when we do this we are doing what we are obeying the scripture we are obeying the word of god we are expressing the generosity of christ through us amen amen second corinthians 9 13 as a result of your ministry they will give glory to god for your generosity to them and to all believers we prove that you are obedient to the good news of christ in result of this in your obedience of bringing this gift of yours to the house of the lord for you to obey to be generous by giving back what christ has given to you 
it said, the people will do what? They will thank God. And they will prove that, yes, they will say, wow, truly, he has obeyed this scripture. He has obeyed God. Amen. The next picture. I'm trying to summon the preaching of the day. So, what we see here? We see a fountain, right? Flowing. Water. You know, the, the, the amount of the water that is flowing from this place, I don't see any possibility for you to stop the water to flow single-handedly. If we say, everyone, okay, you try. Take any equipment of construction. Go ahead. Stop it on your own. Can you? Nothing. That is why I love the same scripture we read earlier. Book of Matthew. He said, all power of hell put together cannot conquer it. So when you be generous to the church, to the people, that is how you're going to flow. That is how your overflow will come. It's unstoppable. It's unstoppable. Let's read this book of 2 Corinthians 9.14, which is the last verse of the day. It says, And there we pray for you with deep affection because of what? The overflowing grace God has given to you. Thank God for this gift. It's too much. Too wonderful for words. Because when they will see this overflow of God's grace. You know, when we talk about the same grace, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, the same grace that you receive from Christ, the same love you receive from Christ, the same gift of the Holy Spirit that you carry and display, this is the same generosity. What will happen to you? It will overflow. The same grace you will find in you. Words will, be, will not be enough to qualify them. Because people will be speechless. You know, sometimes you go to, in a game. Your team score. There's kind of, you know, a goal, like I watch one game, Cyrano give a, a drop back kick and score a goal. Even the opponent were clapping hands for him. Everybody was, huh? The same thing will happen when the grace of God will flow in you. When it will flow out through you, it will flow in and flow out. People will be speechless. Amen. Amen. Shall we rise up our feet? Let's rise up our feet and pray. I want you to pray this one prayer. Say to the Lord, God, please, I need you to empower me. Take this grudge, this envy, this hatred that is hindering me to be generous to the church, to my families, to my friends. That you will supply all my needs. That I will have overflow. Access to share with those in need. Pray this prayer. Don't keep quiet. Daddy, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for blessing your people with this great word of yours. Daddy, thank you for how much you have speak through me. Lord, I pray that you will take away everything that is hindering us to be generous to your church to the nation where we belong to the community where we find ourselves because you first display this character of generosity on the cross while we are still sinners daddy Jesus Help us to be the vessel. Help us to be this vessel of generosity. That we give that your children 
my have in abundance access to share for as many others in need thank you Lord Jesus that we bless your name we thank you for all you are doing have your way have your way in Jesus name Amen We hope this week's sermon from Bangalore Revival Center was a blessing to you. To remain connected or to visit us, find all the information on dreamingrevival.com.